Welcome into 20th and Blake here on the Mile High Sports Podcast Network. I am your host, Drew Creaseman, and as always, I'm excited to be talking Colorado Rockies baseball with you here on the show. Though I've got to admit, I'm going to let the manager of the Colorado Rockies do the majority of the talking here on the show because I thought his answers to my question of the day or of the week as I was down in Scottsdale, Arizona, was really fascinating to listen to. Uh, As you'll hear, Bud Black had a unique first big league experience and then a memorable uh, spring training moment with legendary Jim Rice. So I'll let him tell all of that. And in fact, I'll do the breaking down like I've done with some of these other conversations about where Bud Black is and his Rockies career and overall career and and give you a little bit of a look forward after it. I just want to get right into this one. Again, the topic as we're still here in the early days of spring training of what that can be like, especially for the players who are experiencing it for the first time. But I've been asking everybody about their memories of their very first camp, their very first taste of big league competition before their big league debut. First of all, what do you remember about your very first facing? Because you don't face big league competition for the first time in your MLB debut. You face it out here. You know, I got to... I gotta I really think hard. I don't, you know, I was with my first major league camp was with the Mariners. I had been called up into the big leagues in September the year before. So, you know, my first big league experience was in a big league was game in, big in Fenway in Fenway Park. So that was my first big league experience. I was, you know, rare in that regard. Uh, you know, I think there's a couple guys in that room, the same thing. Uh, they they got to the big leagues before big league camp. I think Feltner might Feltner, be one. Yeah, and there's probably another guy or two, like Vodnik. Maybe I don't know whether Vodnik was. In, he might have been in big league. Evan camp. Justice. Evan Justice, <clears throat> another one. But I do remember when I got to big when I got to my first big league spring training in Tempe with the Mariners. I don't I don't think I pitched for the Mariners in the spring of uh, 1982. But I do remember pitching for the Royals in Fort Myers, my first game there, after I got traded in, in spring training. Yeah. You know, early in spring, I got to look at the exact date, but I do remember my first game against the Red Sox at Terry Park in Fort Mai Tai. Yeah. <laughs> and I do remember an at, uh, an at bat against Jim Rice that uh, I struck out Rice in the first inning. Uh, with a with a three two fastball in on his hands, he swung through it, and I you know I think that you know that pitch and that inning uh, you know was a like a good first impression. You know I just got traded. Here's a young left-handed pitcher. Uh, I've been there just a day or two, and you know I've been Dick Howe. You know hey I was a starting pitcher that day, so it was the first time anybody had seen me. And I, I do remember that that one particular pitch to Rice, and I think that it was one of those they sort of like opened their eyes, you know, maybe. Yeah. So, and then who were the guys? The other part I've been getting from them is, uh, you know, the guys. The, the big part of spring training is okay. You're doing your work, but now you've got the elder statesmen sure. on the team. So who were the yeah, guys? Yeah, that's for you? so cool. Well, again, I, I mean, I, I experienced that in September. Yeah. You know, uh, the yeah, year before, right. which I mean, I walked again. I wasn't in big league camp in 81 
you know, I was in, I was started the year in double A, and I mean, that's another story, but double A, then I went to triple A, then I got called up. So I walked into the, to the big league clubhouse in Baltimore in uh, September of, of, of 81, really not knowing anybody, right? Because uh, I knew, I knew Bob Stoddard. I knew a couple of guys that I played with in the minor leagues in eight ball who had, uh, who had, you know, gotten to the big leagues, but you know, the, the the big boys on the team, I didn't, I mean, I'd never met those guys. Yeah. Richie Zisk, Tom Pachorek, Dick Drago, Glenn Abbott, Shane Raleigh, Mike, Mike, uh, Mike Parrott, Julio Cruz, the Juice, I'm actually Bruce Bakhti. Come on. Rupert Two-Piece Please Jones. Come on. Uh, I mean, it was, it was great. I mean, I was intimidated, yes, for sure. I mean, I just, you know, I kept my mouth shut. And I, you know, first of all, I couldn't believe I had a big league uni on. And I was just, you know, just, I just soaked it all in. It was great. Latch was our manager, Renee Latchman. Mm -hmm. That's why. Veda Pinson, first base Veda coach. Veda Pinson, yes. We had, a, we had a veteran team. We had, you know, September we had, I mean, we all, I think we might have had 40 guys. I mean, they called everybody up. Wow. So it was... Joe Simpson uh, was on that team, and then we ended up going to the Royals. At the, so uh, we became good friends. Well, I, can, I, mean, I can go on. I mean, it was it was great. It's interesting hearing these guys talk about who they were intimidated by. Even Kyle Freeland telling me, you know, I was intimidated by Charlie Blackman. It's funny to look back on yeah. it now. We were, you know, they're yeah, I'm, I've been there, and you are. You're like it, it's it's a little uncomfortable. And you, I mean, the first few days you, you sort of got to pinch yourself, but then as each day, each day goes on, there's a, you know, there's a comfort level too. And then if, you know, if you play good, you, you feel a little bit more comfortable and confident and, you know, because, you know, there's, there's no doubt players, players evaluate each other, right? I mean, all the time. Uh, you, you evaluate your teammates, you watch TV, you evaluate, you know, other players that, you know, players. You know, there are scouts too, right? They know, they they know who they're lining up with. They know who they're in the trenches with. They, yeah, they. There's no doubt about it. Hey, when when you guys play, you play softball. You know who you're playing. I mean, you like a guy. You don't like that guy. That guy can play. That guy can't hit, but he can play defense. Same thing. Yeah. All right, I appreciate Buddy taking, you know, a, a thoughtful approach to that answer. I, I like that he began with, like, he was really going to have to think about it. And then he did, right? He, he took the time. And uh, there's some pretty interesting stories in there. And I, I always appreciate it when he gives more than just a, yeah, it was all right. You know, which he he doesn't do. But there are managers who can be that way and don't always, you know, play the game as it were. So I, I appreciate that. Bud Black is in his going into his eighth season as the Colorado Rockies manager. He is 476 and 556 in his career. So that's a winning percentage of 461. Obviously, you know, the manager doesn't have as much control over the record as, as say a head coach in football does or something like that. His first two years, the team made the postseason, but they have mightily struggled since then. A lot of that, of course, having to do with personnel moves, but still, 
it's something that we tend to look at and measure managers by. Uh, that 476 is good for second in franchise history. Those of you that were following along last year saw that he passed Don Baylor for second all-time, moving the legend back into third place. And he is now only 58 wins behind Clint Hurdle, for the top spot, which he will almost certainly get. But that does bring up an interesting question because that's right around where the over-unders on a lot of these sports books have been, right? That's that's right in that neighborhood of losing just over uh, 100 games. If that's what you think they're going to do again this year, he might come right up to but not pass Clint Hurdle this year. Uh, he might tie him. Uh, but if the Rockies manage to overperform what a lot of people are expecting and just have a, a semi-decent year, then he could pass Clint Hurdle fairly comfortably and become the Colorado Rockies all-time winningest manager. And that's pretty great. You know, uh, he obviously had a long career as a manager before coming to Colorado with nine years in San Diego. So he would, you know, have to spend two more years here to match that and it'd be interesting to see, you know, after a while, what we more associate him with, either the Padres or the Rockies, especially kind of the national baseball media, right? I know there's been a lot of people over the last couple of years, of course, as the team has struggled, you start to have these conversations. Should they go in a new direction at manager? You know, should they go particularly younger? I, I think the general assessment that the Colorado Rockies do need to be more forward-thinking and, and be a little bit more cutting-edge. And as much as I think Bud Black does a great job on certain things that he doesn't always get enough credit for, a, a lot of pitching things, a lot of nuanced pitching things, I do think in general the team could stand to be a little more cutting-edge. And as they get younger, is he going to commit to this rebuild, to playing the young guys in a lot of ways last year? He did by sticking with Ezekiel Tovar basically every single day, by sticking with Brenton Doyle. That was the biggest one to me because there were a lot of, you could call them excuses or just flat out reasons why they could have sent Brenton Doyle down a bunch of times. The guy didn't hit, right? Really till the last month of the season, Brenton Doyle was one, uh, and, and even by then, that, that wasn't enough to recover. He still is in like the bottom 10th percentile, but for a while there, he was like the bottom one percentile, right? They very easily could have used that as an excuse to send him down to AAA and go with a veteran, right? As we've seen them do at other spots. So you get credit for Tovar and Doyle and eventually Jones, you know, that, that one's a little bit more tough and, and nuanced because Nolan Jones went O for spring training last year. So I think it's hard to argue they really should have carried him out of camp. Did he spend too long in AAA? That's where you'd need to have a little bit, I think, more of an advanced knowledge of what was he working on? You know, what were the coaches seeing? I think Nolan Jones himself would tell you that he needed at least a couple of weeks, maybe not quite as long as he spent, but he needed that time in AAA. By the time he really did come back up and start to prove himself, again, they stuck with him for the end of the year, right? That said, they did also spend way too much time playing guys. And, and by they, it, a lot of this is on Bud Black. Guys like Jerks and Profar and Harold Castro, right? And so there is a, a little bit of an in-between there. And I think that for me more than anything, you know, as much as sometimes on the day-to-day -day, people might want to look at a manager and say, oh, 
what is he doing with the lineup? Where is he putting people? Or, or when did he go get the starting pitcher? How is he utilizing his bullpen? Right On a team that I still don't expect to be having a competitive season this year, I'll be analyzing and or judging to the extent that I can, but Black more on these types of things of how much is he committing to the rebuild? How much is he remaining patient with younger players who aren't necessarily performing well right at that moment in, in one aspect or the other? Can Alaris Montero get an at bat here and there? Stuff like that, right? Those are the things that I think this season really needs to be about. I do think that he's been more and more committed to that over the last couple of years. And so if that continues to trend upward, that'll be good for him. I think it'll be good for the Rockies. And I do think that he'll end up ultimately passing Clint Hurdle one way or another, as much as there will almost certainly be chatter if the team isn't good this year, again, about going in a new direction with a newer, younger manager as the team gets younger. Uh, I, I'd be surprised not completely shocked at this point because now we are just sort of getting out there in years. And after a while, you know, you change locations. That's just the name of the game. But I expect he'll at least get, he's going to get through this year. They're not going to fire Bud Black in the middle of a season where they expect it to not be great anyway. Uh, will he come back here, you know, for his ninth and match that time in San Diego? Or will he even be here for the next four or five years? Well, surpass it and maybe even be here through the next you know, good team. Can he manage a team through a rebuild and into their next window of contention? There are a lot of people who aren't sure he can do that. But, you know, like I said, I felt like he did it with a young team, at least with a young pitching staff in 17 and 18. So I, I don't think it's implausible. And with those questions, I always ask, who else you got? So that will always be my other counter. If people are saying it's time to go in a new direction, I'll say, okay. But who else you got? Who do you think is the person that can do this job? Because one of the toughest things that we know in all of professional sports is being a pitcher with half your games coming at Coors Field. And I think Bud Black has managed those waters better than anyone. And I'm not, that doesn't mean that nobody else could do it. But he has done it. There's value to that. And... Uh, other than that, I just appreciate him answering my questions. So <laughs> thank you all for tuning into this one. Make sure you're following Mile High Sports on TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, all that good stuff. Got a lot of short form video content coming out of spring training and just kind of throughout the year, putting together a lot of these one minute long videos, whether it be on an individual player or a little storyline, just a little something. Uh, they're, they're a lot of fun to make. I hope you all will enjoy watching and listening to those. So thank you all for hanging out. I hope you will continue to be absolutely awesome out there. You know that I will continue to be absolutely Drew Creaseman in here. And until next time, I will see you at the ballpark.